Hello, everyone, and, and a welcome to Embodying Your Higher Self, Tools for Living Consciously. My name is Michelle Champaka, and I have a very special guest. She'll be on shortly. So I'm just going to play a little bit of music. Of course, the, uh, the music doesn't seem to be working today. Um, she'll be here soon. Thank you for your patience, everybody, and thank you for um, supporting this podcast and for coming on and listening in live, as well as for those of you who uh, couldn't make the live show are coming on and, and listening to the recording. Um, this podcast is all about helping you with um, information and tools for your healing and empowerment. And Okay, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties. I don't know what's going on here. Okay, here we go. Everything's good. So yes, um, you know, my a little bit about me, Michelle Champaka. I, uh, I have been a professional healer and spiritual mentor and intuitive coach and many things. I wear many hats uh, for over 15 years and my background, um, you know, I started off as a mama that wanted to learn about Reiki to be able to help her children and, uh, you know, not have to be running to the doctor all the time. And that set me on a trajectory of learning more and more about alternative healing. I ended up moving to Bali when I was about 38 years old in 2002. And that is when I, my whole life changed and I ended up pursuing and learning more about Reiki and I got uh, attuned for Reiki too. And then I became a Reiki master. And, uh, and then from there I ended up becoming a shamanic practitioner. So it's been an interesting journey and I know that everything happens for a reason and I'm so grateful for all the things I've learned along the way. And wonderful. Here's Patricia. Welcome, Patricia. Great, great to see you. I'm glad everything is uh, going okay. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you, but can you hear me? I can hear you well. Thank you. So. And it's great to have you here. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So I'm just going to do an introduction. Um, today's special guest is Trish Palmer. Um, and she um, offers many services and um, her knowledge and her services are in high demand. She has a genuine caring nature to help people get their results. Um, and from years of training and personal experience, um, I, I was very touched by your story, um, Trish, um, about how you ended up breaking your back in three places yes. when you were like 14 yes. years old. That's a pretty yeah. uh, traumatic experience to go through, yeah? Yeah, wow. I was uh, at the time I wanted to join the army because I didn't. I, I mean, if I couldn't get into the army, I was going to join the police force because I, I, I didn't want any more bad people hurting good people. <laughs> right. Oh, I mm. can relate to that. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. I was doing. And that, um, that... I was doing. Com I was doing commando courses and being like super super fit sort of thing. And when I ran over oh. one of the commando bridges, the bridge snapped. And my hair was so long I could sit on it and the, my hair got raveled up in the rope as it, the bridge snapped and then it caught me and body slammed me into the ground. 
And oh my yeah. god! Wow. Yeah, I got what up. I actually experience. got up and walked away. Um, but then I just like I went. I said I remember saying to my mates, oh, "I'm going to go lay down the tent for a bit." And I laid down and was paralyzed from the waist wow. down. So, yeah, oh my god! Pretty, pretty horrible. That's a huge. Uh, <laughs> huge initiation yeah because we mm. you know i'm a shamanic practitioner and we often talk about how you know we go through some initiation that completely mm. is a catalyst to change our lives and in, into the direction of our of our mission here yeah so it sounds like yeah it yeah, was a pretty tough absolutely. initiation that you went through <laughs> oh my god well it it was and i was paralyzed from the waist down and the doctors said to me like i was only 14 years old and the doctors said to me look you're never going to walk again and they wanted wow. to fuse my spine and put me in a wheelchair. And my, my cousin um, has cerebral palsy and we looked after her uh, because of family and violence and she came and lived with us. So I knew what it was like to live a life in a wheelchair sort of thing. And I was like, no, it's, it's not going to happen. And when I was in the hospital, um, back then they used to put what they call traction on your legs. So that's, they're these huge weights. And the theory back then was to pull apart the spine so that the discs would pop back in. They've since proven that it doesn't work. <laughs> and I was in traction for three months in the hospital and I'd unlash my feet and I'd crawl with my elbows up the hallway to take myself to the toilet and the shower because I'm like, no, I'm going to walk one day and the only way I'm going to walk is by using my legs. <laughs> so <laughs> so wow. that's what I did. That's and amazing. I, I and it just, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. No, no, no. When, when I went back to school because my legs, I couldn't feel them. So I couldn't feel my pelvis, couldn't feel my legs. And, um, you know, I it was it was highly embarrassing time because, you know, I'd just gotten my first period as such, you know. And I was like, oh, my God, what's that? I'm dying. My legs are killing me, <laughs> you know. And one day I was sitting at a sports event and I just sat there and I'm like, you know what, there's got to be a better way to do this. Like, what if I just tell my legs you can move rather than just saying to them, look, you can't move. And I was sitting there and I was just like, just just move your toes. Just start little. Just start by moving your toes. And the interesting part about it is that fast forward about six or seven years. Did you ever see that movie Kill Bill? Yes, I did. I did see that movie. Yes, yeah, Kill Bill. Yes. Yeah. And she, she had was paralyzed from the waist down and she kept saying, wiggle your toe. Well, that's literally uh, what I did like five years before the movie came out and I was going, just just wiggle your toes. That's all you got to do. And I kept telling my toes to wiggle and then all of a sudden one wiggled and it was kind of like this little seed of hope just burst through the darkness of the ground and into the light knowing that it was going to survive. Wow. Wow. That's and incredible. That, and that's literally what I felt. And like even just talking about it, I can still feel tingles in my knees right now from back in that memory, like going, just just wiggle your toes, like wiggle your toes, just do it, you know. I just kept telling myself over and over again, I'm in control. Wiggle your toes. <laughs> wow. Wow. And it's just like through sheer will and belief, you, you, mm -hmm. out, you, know, you healed yourself. And yeah. that's an incredible story. It really is, and I'm thank you for sharing it. But it, it doesn't end there because then you said you found, you know, you found out that you actually was it shortly after the accident that you found out that you were half deaf in both ears, yes. or was that much yes, later? Whilst, or no, whilst I was in the hospital, because I was only 14 years old at the time. Um, whilst I was in the hospital, um, they took my bed down to this clinic. And I didn't know what was going on. 
And all I knew was that my mum and dad hadn't come and visit me for like a week and a half. And they took me to a hearing clinic and got my hearing tested. And then they started like writing, the nurses started writing on bits of paper to talk to me. And I'm like, yeah, like I can still talk to you. And I found out because my, my parents were very heavily into, um, you'd call it abuse these days, but back when I was raised, like it wasn't abuse, it was discipline. And I come from a, a, a very, very strict family. And um, my mum would, um, she, have you ever heard of the Cat O Nine Tales? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, God, that was very loud. <laughs> <laughs> my mum had what we called the Caddo Nine Tails, and it's a piece of leather that's got nine bits of, of leather cut into it. So when she would discipline you, so give you a smack, um, you you would, you know, at least one of them would hit you sort of thing. And one day it broke, so she started giving me a little whack behind the head instead. And what she'd done was she dislodged my cochleas from my ears at some stage, and I'm half deaf. So that's when wow. I found out when I was in the hospital, literally telling myself, I'm going to walk again. <laughs> so, yeah, and I missed out an, an entire year of school. And all, all these people, like, you know, as you would know the, the story of Milton Erickson, how he was very sick when he was younger, and that's how he taught himself NLP and hypnosis and how people communicate. And I didn't know mm -hmm. that at the time because I was only 14. But... That's exactly how I was. I was learn I was communicating all the time, but via actions and, and lip reading and all that sort of stuff. And I just kind of naturally taught myself that. And my teachers always thought I was just really, really stupid. Like I was a C a C grade student. Um, but yeah, when I actually finally got my hearing aids, I realised I wasn't stupid. I was just living in a very quiet world. <laughs> wow. In some ways, that would be. Uh a really wonderful experience. Mm. Yeah, yeah. In some ways, in some ways, yeah. In some ways, like uh, I must admit, when I first got my hearing aids, I was just like, oh my gosh, the world's gone mad. And because I'd never heard car doors open and close, I'd never heard your fabric on your on your skin moving. And I was like, oh, what's, what's this? What's, oh, oh my gosh, this fabric, it's so annoying. It follows you everywhere. <laughs> so... <laughs> And, and, there, and then there were some people that I'd literally sit there and I'm like, wow, you are so annoying. I never realised that before. And it was just because I didn't hear those tones, you know. <laughs> so. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You didn't hear that. And yeah, wow. And so then, it, and then, yeah, you were only a child, you know, and, yeah. and this is, these experiences led you into, well, like back in 2010, which is, you know, what, about 12 mm. years ago. Your mm. whole life took a, a an interesting turn, right? And you ended up studying hypnosis, and yeah, um, well, and you were happened. able to lose thirty kilos. Yeah, with, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's pretty so, incredible. So, what had happened was, um, I I'd, I'd gone into a business deal with a friend, and unfortunately, become bankrupt and homeless. And I take full full responsibility because that's what I learned with hypnosis. Because as much as I wasn't in the business. I should have at mm -hmm. least, you know, inquired before, you know, the two years was up and suddenly people were at my door repossessing my house scenario, you know, she kept it such a secret. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, what, what, what do you do with your life? You know, you've lost your business, you've lost your house, you've lost your car, none of your friends are talking to you because 
you know, you've got a good worth ethic, but your business owed them money and you didn't know. And, you know, I was very, very depressed. And even at one stage there, I was living under a bridge and I actually asked God to take my life because I I didn't have anything left. I'd rang my mother and I said to her, look, mum, can you come and get me? And her response was, you've made your bed, now sleep in it. You're a disgust to the family sort of thing. Wow. And she completely disowned me. My, my, my entire family disowned me because we're good hard workers and I was a disgrace for losing the business, you know. And um, oh. I was praying one night to God and I was just like, God, just take me. Like, don't even take me to heaven, you know. If you want, take me to perjury. Like, it's what I deserve. I've got nothing left in my life to give. And um, it was freezing cold. And at some stage I must have fallen asleep. And I remember feeling the sun on my face and just thinking, I got to go to heaven. Like, I got to go to heaven. And I felt really privileged. And then a truck drove over the bridge and I woke up and I was just like, what do you fucking want from me? And I just started screaming at the sun, what do you want from me? And I was just like, no, I I can't do this anymore. I was at the pinnacle of my lowest of lows. Like I was homeless. I didn't have any food or anything like that. And um, I went, a smell came over and I'm like, what is that smell? And it was me because I hadn't showered because I didn't have a home. And uh, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to go to the library because they've got free biscuits there that you can eat. I thought, I'm going to go to the Mm. library and start finding out a way that you can commit suicide. Like, I was in a really, really bad place. Wow, um, that's incredible. I went to the library and they had free internet that day. I was like, okay, I'll use this thing called the internet. Like, you know, it wasn't huge when I was, you know, growing up sort of thing. And, um, and yeah, and I jumped on the internet and they said there was a free hypnosis course in Melbourne. I was like, okay, cool, that's 600 kilometres away. How am I going to get there? Because I tried all the pills, I tried the positive thinking, I tried the belief systems, you know, I tried everything. And anyway, I hitchhiked my way to Melbourne, uh, 600 kilometres away. The course was for two days. And I sat in this course and I literally had my brain just blown to shit. Because the first thing the guy said to me was, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to fix it. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, yeah, I'm in control of my own life. If I want to get out of this situation that I'm in, it is my responsibility to fix it. And he just turned to me and he goes, whatever happened to you is terrible. It's never going to be okay. But it's how you decide to come out of it that will make it okay and part of your life. And I'm like, yep, yep. And right there and then, like, when he said how much a full hypnosis course was with NLP training and stuff like that, I was like, holy shit, uh, you know, I, I don't even own a potato masher, <laughs> let alone being able to do this course. You know, I was homeless. And I said to him, I said, look, I really want to do this course, you know, trying to get back on my feet, blah, 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 blah. And he allowed me to pay it off over a few years. And originally he wanted me to go do the course and then pay him off. And I said, no. I said, I'm a good person. I said, I'm going to pay it off first, then I'm going to come to the course. And three years later, um, I had gotten myself a little, a very small place and um, had paid off the course and trundled off and spent like a couple of months working, you know, 15-hour days with these people, learning hypnosis and NLP. And it changed my life because, you know, I started 
losing losing weight with just believing in myself you know eating properly taking the time out to go look i have to recharge just as much as i have to input so now's the time for my yoga or now's the time for my fitness or now's the time for relaxation so yeah and that's what i did and i've just been doing it ever since you know (laughs) wow that's an amazing story i i can't even I, I can't even imagine how tough that must have been to go through what you went through, including, mm. you know, your childhood and the relationship with your mother and being homeless mm-hmm. and breaking your back. I mean, these kind of challenges are like pretty intense. <laughs> I just, <laughs> and, and that you never gave up. You know, this is what um, this is and just that's proof what my in best point. Friend says, that's what my best yeah. friend says to me. She goes with everything because I didn't meet my best friend until uh, I was literally doing. Uh, I was about to start doing the hypnosis course and she decided to come up to Queensland with me and she just hung around as a mate while I went and studied sort of thing. And um, she said to me, she goes, Trish, she goes, I just don't get you. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, because we've been mates for like 15 years now. And she said, I don't get how you have been so hurt. She goes, you've literally been physically broken and you still love people. And I said, to her, well, call me stupid if you want. I said, but at the end of the day, I honestly believe that there are so many great people out there. They just need to know that they're great. And let's just keep doing That's that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, and I know that we've all had our challenges. And I, and I just think it's really inspiring to hear how you really hit rock bottom. And then you, and now you're doing what you're doing. You know, you're a master yeah. life coach and a master practitioner mm-hmm. in hypnotherapy master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, yep. uh, master practitioner of timeline transformations, <laughs> master practitioner of conversational hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. Wow, it just, the list goes on and on. And I, I, I'm just so, I'm really truly impressed with, you know, where you came from and where you are today. And and, and there's no need to ask you about what have been the big, greatest challenges on this path because you've just already <laughs> shared um, uh, those I, challenges, I honestly... you know. I honestly think it's one of those things as well. Like if if anybody's listening and is going through a really hard time, like just keep going. Just go for one more day. Don't give up. Like just keep going because honestly, like I've met some people uh, over the years and, you know, some people are just not nice and it's usually because they're struggling with something. And, you know, I've had a lot of people over the years like challenge me and stuff like that. And it's because of where I come from that I can stand up to them and I'm like, okay, bring it on. Like, <laughs> I've been homeless, mate. I have lived under a bridge. There is nothing possible that you can take from me that I can't mm-hmm. get over. You know, like I mm. used rocks as a pillow and thought to myself, you know what, this is better than my face in the mud. <laughs> wow. Wow. It just, it, it amazing, amazing. And, um, you know, I, I see that, you know, you're you're working a lot with people with anxiety, depression mm. and weight loss yep. um, using mm-hmm. hypnosis. And, um, yep. you know, tell us a little bit about how, how successful has that been uh, using hypnosis for those um, for those types of issues that people are having? It, it's so phenomenal. Like it really is when people come in for that first free consult and they just talk to me and I'm like, and I'm super casual. I'm not the kind of person I'm sitting there like in a white coat or a suit or anything like that. 
you literally come in and go, hey, what's up? What are you doing? You know, and just just be open. I give you permission to be free. And if you don't want to discuss something, that's fine. Write it down. And when you're ready, we'll discuss it later on. Like, it's fine. It's all done at your own pace. And as we go through that transformational process, it's amazing the amount of people you just see them after the after the program and you're just like wow you've just dropped like 20 years of age from your face and then you see these people down the street because the whole point of hypnosis is it's not like counseling or psychology with hypnosis we actually don't want to see you again we want you (laughs) to at some stage get the light bulb and succeed where you realize like you know what I don't need to carry around this bag anymore. I am worthy so much more. And you literally, we give you, It's imagine yourself like a Viking. So we literally give you the the sword and the shield and we're like, look, you only use this to defend yourself. You don't use this to hurt anyone else. You use this when somebody is trying to hurt you, but that's the only time. Then you put it away sort of thing. And it's amazing amount of people that have been trying to defend themselves with their equipment, but they don't know how to use it. When it comes to anxiety and depression in in particular, and there's always people that disagree with this, but anxiety and depression is showing you what you don't want in your life. And when you recognise what is triggering that, that's when you can go, okay, I now have the problem. Mm -hmm. Now I can work on the solution. So many people are just searching for solutions. I've got to find a solution. I've got to find a solution. It's like, well, if you don't know what the problem is, how can you find a solution? Mm, Very true. Anxiety, depression, fear, anger, all those things that are triggering us are teaching us what we don't want in our life. Right, exactly. And now we can turn it around. Mm. Yes, absolutely. I, I, you know, I've been doing my own personal development work, um, kind of more intensively over the past few few months and uh Mm -hmm. it it took me a while to kind of go what is the problem like you're saying you know like what is this pattern about why do i have this pattern yeah and what you know what is the what is how does it relate to my core wound you know so i'm really diving into that and um i think people don't even know what their core wounds are you know Yeah, and nobody said that this was going to be an easy journey because, you know, fighting any demon isn't an easy journey. But what if you stopped fighting it? Like, what if you actually turned to the demon and said, are you my ally? Are you actually Mm. trying to protect me from something? And that demon said, yes. You didn't listen (laughs) when I gave you wellness. You didn't listen when I gave you happiness, you didn't listen when I gave you that little bit of fear saying, I don't like this, but you did listen when I gave you anxiety, when I gave you depression, when I gave you all those horrible thoughts, but you listened in the wrong way. I'm not your enemy. I'm your ally, and I'm going to keep on going until you listen. Mm. So have that conversation when those things come out. Very insightful. I love that. Very insightful because... uh, yeah, I, I myself have battled with depression and, um, mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> I was trying to remember the earliest time in my life. I think it was, I think it goes back, you know, like when I was around a teenager, something, yeah. I, something major happened, um, which I won't go into right now. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a turning point. And then that program, as you know, with hypnosis, you know, you know that, that program got uh, mm-hmm. 
imprinted in my subconscious mm -hmm. and then yeah. you know and then it's it's like you start to get into this almost like a habit with depression you know like you, you know something can trigger it and then you fall into mm -hmm. it and so this yeah. is what i've been exploring like what is what are the triggers and how can mm -hmm. i uh circumvent or even just be aware okay that normally i would respond in this way and that's what mm -hmm. sends me down the rabbit hole so how can i change the story change the script in my mind yeah. so yeah. that i don't go down the rabbit hole of depression and this is something mm -hmm. that i think would be is very useful for people to learn because um yeah. it is our stories in our mind yeah. that get us into all kinds of trouble <laughs> and, and i think also yeah. that recognizing so when, when we talk about it um in my programs we we usually recognize it as the shadow self or the ego and right. recognizing that it's your ally it's not your enemy and also recognizing that you can't get rid of the shadow self. The shadow self is what protects you. It's your shield. It's your sword. Mm. It's whatever you need it to be. It's your protection. And recognizing when it's coming out rather than just mm. allowing it to go into full defense attack mode, like when you're recognizing yes. it. And also giving yourself permission to allow it to take over you at one stage or another. And... What we're doing here is we're balancing the wheel of life, so the karma wheel of life here, because you don't want to allow yourself to not feel those emotions if a family member has passed away. Right. You have to give yourself permission to grieve, to feel depressed or anxious or something like that if there's a traumatic event. You have to give yourself that permission to go to those low places again. And it's like anything. You just go there to visit but you don't set up camp. You don't build a home there. Ah, I love, I love the way you're explaining all of this because yeah, it really <laughs> makes a lot of sense. And, and of course, mm. you know, me being a shamanic practitioner, I, I deal a lot with <laughs> the shadow stuff that yes. people don't want to look at when I'm helping my clients, mm. you know, and it's, uh, but it is important. It's a part of who we are. And the more that yeah. you um, deny it or repress it, then it, then it kind of comes out Absolutely. and rears its ugly head. But Absolutely. if we can um, befriend the shadow self, you know, and understand that it is there, there for a reason. Like you said, it's there to protect mm. us. I think that's and a great way of putting it, Trish. Or anything like that. And like, you know, if we look <laughs> at this from a statistical analysis, let's just say 90% of your month is absolutely fantastic. Okay? Absolutely fantastic. Right. So you've got 30 days of it being absolutely awesome, but you've got 10% of your days that are completely crud, just absolute rubbish. So that means you get approximately one day a week for your life to just be crap. Yeah. And that's... That's, that's, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. That's fine. Like, that's fine. Save it up for the days when you have your period. Uh, save it up for the days when you have to talk to your, your mother-in-law, you know, whatever. You know? But 90% yeah. is pretty damn good. Like, that's, that's yeah. a good life, you know? And that's that is a good life. life. Yeah. That's a good so, life. You know, I, and use your shadow so, self to, to help you. Absolutely. I love that. And, um, you know, Speaking along those lines, do you have any tools uh, or practices to share that might help people um, be able to better uh, understand their shadow self or um, absolutely, absolutely work with their shadow self, that kind of thing? Yeah. Yep. 
whenever that part of you that comes out that you don't like. So it doesn't matter whether it's anxiety, depression, anger, sadness, grief, jealousy, shame. It doesn't matter what it is. Whenever that part of you that comes out that you are not sure about or you don't like yourself in those periods, mm-hmm. you, there's two things that you can do. One, you let it run its course and then you analyse it. Or two, mm-hmm. take a nice deep breath in, walk away and then analyse it. And when I say analyse it, you got to do that in your own way. So analysing can come down to writing it all out. I write it out on a whiteboard, so I write it all out. And I read it back to myself, talk it out loud. So I'm like, I was angry today at Chanel because blah, blah. And I was like, oh, no, I was actually angry because I hadn't eaten enough food. Right? I've got to work on that. Because (laughs) you've got your problem and then you've got your solution right there. And the thing is, with a lot of people's solutions, they don't want to do it. It's like, well, until you do it, your shadow self is going to keep kicking you in the butt until you do it. Like, (laughs) that's how it works. Yes. So when that part is coming out, you've got to have that conversation with yourself. So whether you imagine that part is as a, a person or you play it out in the mirror or you write it out in a journal or whatever it is that you need to do, you need to revisit that moment and then ask it, what do you want from me? How can we be friends? What are you trying to teach me? And then when you get to the end of that, say to them, how can I learn better about myself? Use the word how, because when we use the word how, your brain will give you exact instructions. It will tell you exactly how to do it. Where if you just ask it what, why, or anything like that continuously, it's not coming to that solution phase where you give solution. It's still kind of just pandering around with stuff. So have a conversation Mm -hmm. with that side of yourself that you don't like being or you're not comfortable with and ask them, what do you want from me? If they're just trying to say to you, look, I'm just trying to tell you that that person triggers you and they don't respect you, we go, well, how do we fix this? And your brain mm-hmm. will start telling you. It'll either tell you that you need to not talk to that person because, hey, it's difficult, especially if they're grandparents or mothers or fathers or your boss or something like that. But you can work out different ways to talk to people. So how can I talk to that person better? How can I handle the situation better? What exactly do I need to do? So have that conversation with that part of you and you will always come up with a solution that works best in your structure of reality. Wow, that's wonderful. I love that. It reminds me of a time when I was, um, you know, much younger and I was doing therapy and and the therapist suggested that I have a dialogue, you know, with with that part of myself, you know, so you could... Yeah, you can literally journal and, you know, the shadow is talking and then you're talking and asking questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really great way to, to journal, actually. Mm-hmm. So I like that yeah. idea a lot. I think that's a really great idea. And mm-hmm. uh, trusting, trusting that the shadow yeah. self is your ally and will give yeah. you uh, the information that you need um, that's Absolutely. in your best interest. You have to trust the shadow self. Like the shadow self isn't there to hurt you. The shadow self Mm -hmm. is there to awaken yourself to the dark. Because if you walk into a room and you kick a chair, let's say you walk into a dark room, you you kick a chair, and then you blame the chair. Well, that's stupid. (laughs) But if you walk into a dark room, you turn on the light and you see the chair, you now have the solution, I've got to walk around the chair. (laughs) 
So blaming the chair doesn't really help. And that's what your shadow self is. The shadow self is literally the dark room and it's trying to protect you from kicking the chair by reminding you to turn the light on. Awesome. Awesome. I love that analogy. I love that analogy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, definitely. And um, I have another analogy that I think is really cool too, is, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I don't want to be so um, empathic and I don't want to be psychic and because then I feel too much and then I see horrible things. And, and then I say to them, oh, okay, so would you like to be blindfolded and then told to walk down the stairs? <laughs> because you know you're gonna you're gonna get way more you know hurt mm -hmm. and injured because you don't see what's going on and you you know you have no idea yeah. so to me you know having psychic abilities or intuitive abilities empathic abilities are um a way to help us you know and Absolutely. so yeah like, did, and the I shadow is there mine. as well yeah i denied <laughs> mine for so many years and it's just gotten to a stage where I'm like, Trish, if you don't follow this path, they're going to push you into it, my darling. They'll push you down yes. the downstairs. So they absolutely so yeah. will. Yeah, yeah and you've already had enough of that. Yeah, it's your superpower. <laughs> like, harness it, grow it, you know, make it your thing. And if you're talking to people and they are degrading you or they're not listening, in the words of Jordan Peterson, stop talking to them. Go talk to Absolutely. some people that do align with you. Like, you know, yes. and that's why I created the Sacred Summit because I'm like, you know what, there are so many people with amazing abilities that are struggling out there and we need to start coming together as a community and supporting each other. Absolutely. And I was just about to ask you to tell us more about the Sacred Summit. So I'm glad you brought it up. So tell us, I think, what are there like 18 speakers um, or presenters yes, on the summit? Uh, um, so I think we've got 13 speakers now and they're from all over the globe. And we're not the kind of summit that, you know, how you sign up for those summits and it's all pre-recorded uh, and then they're just there to sell you something. Like that's, that's right. one of my, my core hates. I don't like going to summits like that. Like, sure, yes, you always learn something, but it's kind of like they, they, they're they like, here's chocolate, you're only allowed to sniff it, you're not allowed to eat it. And I'm like, that's just not fair. Like, that's rude. No, so, no. <laughs> when, when I reached out to speakers and stuff, I said to them, look, I said, you know, we're going to do the Sacred Summit, but I want you to teach something. Like, I want you to have something for people to take away, to apply to their lives, to their clinics, to their clients, sort of thing, so they can learn and grow and evolve, just like your gifts were given to you. And that's why I thought, you know what, this Sacred Summit is going to be live via Zoom, so people can talk in the chat, they can network with each other, they can talk to the speaker, and they can actually gain some knowledge to level themselves up and evolve. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. And I, I've just put the sacredsummit.com in the chat. And when yeah, this episode is published, I'll also put it on my Podbean uh, webpage uh, as well. Awesome. Yes. And it's, it's free to attend or you can go VIP. Like, you know, you choose whatever you want to do and you can upgrade to VIP later on. Like, do what you want to do that's right for you. There's never any pressure when it comes to us. We just want people to learn and evolve. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I, and I'm, um, very honored that I'm going to be one of the presenters. I'm excited yes. about this and it's yes. going to be midnight here for me in Mexico oh. when I'm presenting, but <laughs> it's okay. Luckily I'm a night owl and I, I'm oh, also good. really interested to attend 
the other speakers' presentations because they there's some really awesome presentations. I think there's a mm. there's also a shaman guy who's going to be talking yes. about uh, entities. And yes. um, tell us a little bit more. Do you remember what some of the other presenters are going to be presenting? Do you remember? That's why we went with the wording, the sacred summit, because it's all about people that have sacred abilities or that are unique right. and stuff. So it wasn't just for psych- yes. psychics or mediums or anything like that. Right. And I really wanted people to delve in and get their fingers like a little bit sticky as such with different topics that they don't realize that they've aligned with yet. So mm-hmm. uh, we've got Ernest Frost. He's going to be talking about attached entities and how hypnosis can help release them. So uh, he told me a story about one gentleman that had a wound on his leg that never, ever healed. And um, he had gone into hospital because this this wound on his leg had gotten so bad. And he did hypnosis with him, and they found there was an entity attached to him that wanted to anchor him to the ground. And now the leg had been, like, stuffed for, like, 30-something years or something. And within four weeks, it was like it just miraculously healed. Wow, that's incredible. Just, that's amazing. I know, right? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we've got Joyce Bock and um, Dr. Vladimir. And Dr. Vladimir is an Australian um, psychic investigator, so a paranormal investigator. And he did his whole doctoral based on entities and ghost entities. And that's how he's got his doctoral. And they travel around Australia and they find all of these ghost entities that are attached to buildings or sites or anything like that, have discussions with them, find the story, then find all the facts that go with the stories and, you know, and then release the spirit sort of thing. So I'm really looking looking forward to I'm looking forward to every speaker because they're just mind-blowing, yes. <laughs> just gorgeous. It is mind-blowing. So, it is amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, I just, I can't wait to. I'm really excited as well. Yeah. And then and like, the and dates the are the 20, the 24th and 25th. 25th of September. Yes. Let me just put that yeah. in the box as well. So, yeah, be <laughs> sure to sign up. Um, yeah. This is and, totally and free you register, unless you do the... Uh-huh. And, and when you register, you'll be able to log into the members area and there'll be a countdown timer. So there's no confusion when it comes to timeframes and stuff like that. Like literally you okay, click good. on the button under the speaker and we'll let you into the room. And you just just attend the speakers that you're interested in sort of thing and just jump in and out of rooms and talk to everybody and just have a good old time. And we decided like in Australia it starts at like 6 p.m. and it goes until like 10 p.m. at night for those two days because – you know, like yourself, there's like, you know, what, eight hours difference. We've got people that are presenting from the United States and the UK and there's 12 and 15 hours difference. So that way we were all kind of, we're either early morning or, you know, later at night so we could all like intersync as well. Yeah, no, I'm not eight hours difference. You guys are 15 hours ahead of me. 15. <laughs> uh, I'm in the yeah, future. I'm a- <laughs> You're in the future well, and I'm in the past. Uh, Absolutely. I'll just, I'll just let you know the future is um, it's raining outside. Okay, babe. <laughs> You're so funny. You're so funny. It's been raining a lot here in in, uh, in Mexico right now. We're in our rainy season, but um, uh, I yeah, am just, I'm so, here. yeah, I'm so thrilled about um, what you're doing, what you're creating. Um, is there any other program or um, event that you'd like to mention um, as what you're offering right now? 
if anyone's interested in hypnosis, we do have the Australian Hypnosis Conference. So that right. is in November and we have uh, 22 speakers this year. It's just www.australianhypnosisconference.com. Uh, that's free to attend as well. But if you're interested in hypnosis or NLP or you've done any form of hypnosis and NLP, jump in on that because you're going to be learning from leaders in the industry from all across the globe. The main key uh, of this year's presenters is all about children and hypnosis. So there's heaps of talkers, uh, teachers that are talking about uh, children and hypnosis. So for bedwetting and um, nail biting and anxiety and, you know, wow, all that sort of that's stuff. that's wonderful. So, yeah, Say the website to, one more time. One more time so for me, uh, Trish. www.australianhypnosisconference.com uh -huh. Okay. Great. Hypnosisconference.com So, yeah, it sounds like you're keeping pretty busy uh, between oh, the yes. Sacred <laughs> Summit and this. Uh, I put a comma there, but I'm sure everybody knows that should be a period. www.australianhypnosisconference.com and I'll put yep. both of those websites on my uh, Podbean webpage. And um, so before we before we end the show, is there uh, anything else you'd like to share, uh, any sage advice or insights that you might like to share before we close the show? Honestly, anybody, whether you need help or you're seeking help or you're just curious, reach out to people like Michelle and myself because we're always here to help you, you know, throw a comment or something like that our way and we'll, we'll always help guide you in some way, shape or form. That's, that's what our core is. We're here to help you evolve and grow. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, yeah, be sure everybody who's listening to to do that if you need help reach out to to trish or myself and 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 join mm -hmm. the sacred summit i mean i'm just i, I just yeah. know it's going to be amazing and like trish yep. said it's not about trying to sell you something it's really about yeah. sharing knowledge to help empower yeah. you uh yeah. in your life to make the changes that you want to make so you can be mm -hmm. uh the best version of you so um thank you so much for Absolutely. coming on the show today trish and for, uh, for your time <laughs> You're very welcome. You're very welcome. It's been great and uh, amazing to hear your story. It's, it's very inspiring, and I'm sure that it gives hope to people out there that are really struggling um, that, to know that it is possible to, um, to get out of a place of such hardship and actually yeah, begin to thrive in your life. It is possible. It is. And, it is. It might oh, take longer today so or tomorrow, but you'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't give up. You don't give yeah, up. Exactly. Okay. What? Uh, and sending everybody love, um, whoever you are, wherever you are in the world, um, you know, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. And if you want to know more about the programs I'm offering, visit my website at www.spiritweaverjourneys.com. And uh, thank you so much, Trish. And I'll see you soon on the summit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll <laughs> see you then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, lovely. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.